All right, welcome back to the Stuck on Stupid podcast. Today I'm here with my boy Colton. What up, what up? Braxton Love. Yes, sir. And Hoffy's back on here today. Hello. And, um, yeah, we're just going to get straight into it. Got to... What was your joke oh, you were talking about? Yeah. So, it's a little game I found. <laughs> Basically, you know, grave in Kansas, there's nothing to do, so you're driving around in the car a lot. Every time you run a yellow light, you have to slap the roof, and the last one to slap the roof has to make a, make a sex sound, like, uh, or some shit like that. Little moan sound. And then if you get, like, crazy with it, the last one to slap the roof uh, removes a piece, piece of clothing. Oh. But that's, like, if you get crazy with it. So, like, how many yellow lights do you think you cross in a, in Dude, a trip? Dude, I'm telling you, I will slow down to, like, two mile an hour just to run a yellow light. <laughs> just to see some girls take their clothes off? <laughs> yeah. For real. I was going to say, like, bro just shows up without a shirt on and puts it on, <laughs> like, when he gets out of the car. You know? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. So, um, what's your... Do you have a topic? No. So, I was talking today with some guys, and topic came up of government double-taxing money. If so, so okay, like gift taxes. If I were to give, if I were to give Cody twenty five thousand dollars, he would have to pay taxes on that twenty five thousand dollars, even though I, I've already paid taxes when I made that money. Or if I give Cody uh, a car that's worth more than twenty five thousand dollars, he has to pay taxes on that car. So baby, basically just double fucking us in yeah, the ass. Yeah, like right there, <laughs> dude. That's just. It was a, a weird conversation brought up. Same with inheritance. They take I think forty percent of inheritance. Money. They take money off inheritance. Money? Oh yeah, forty percent. I'm pretty sure it's forty. Not, that's wild. Not that's fucking hard. Is that to like? That is, is that to like, uh, like fill the debt? Like re? Um, I don't like think so. Because if you look at our, our debt, debt charts, that bitch. Dude, yeah, it's like. 31.4 trillion right yeah, now something crazy like that dude yeah and it's about to get raised again and we just can't like we need a jamie we can't pay it back yeah facts pull that up, yeah, pull <laughs> okay. that up. show the chart yeah I, I keep talking about that we need a jamie maybe we just have like creamy sitting here and like get really <laughs> yeah. high and just look shit up for us <laughs> <laughs> yeah he'd be cool with it yeah, no, I thought that was kind of fucked up, though. That I mean, is hella that fucked is, up. That is Dude, fucked. I didn't know that. That's stupid. Yeah. Like, my yeah. uncle died. Let me just pay the government for it yeah. real yeah, quick. That's, yeah, that's, that's so dumb. And, dude, how much it costs to die? What the fuck? Let's get into that. Yeah, that's it costs yeah, money for to die. real. It's like 9000 for, like, a funeral. For, like, a cheap one. Dude, for, uh, yeah, yeah, that's facts. Yeah. Caskets are, like, four or five grand. Like, that's... I've honestly never, like, lost somebody close enough to have to be a Involved part of the no, funeral process. Yeah, tried, they really are. Tried two at once. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. I don't even know what to say to that. <laughs> yeah, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, get, get the fuck out of that conversation real quick. <laughs> yeah, that was rough. Um, Anybody got anything? Topics? Um... I'll ask you guys what I asked the last group, Hafid. Actually, I don't even think I asked you, Hafid, but uh, what do you guys do to, like, relieve stress in your daily life? Because me and Alex kind of had similar answers. Oh, you were there for I that. I drink yeah. a monster and beat my wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Theo Vaughn I'll start. Theo Vaughn. Uh, jiu-jitsu. I mean, that's my number one. I love jiu-jitsu. What, what do you think, you, like, pulls you to that so much? Because I know you've gotten into it a lot more. I don't really know. I... I stay active with it. It's fun. I like to compete. I'm very competitive. I mean, I like to be on top. I don't always get to the top, but I like to be on top. I mean, that's just my thing. I, I don't like think I've ever heard a guy say that. I dig the fact that uh, it's a one-on-one sport. 
Right. You don't have to rely on anybody else. If you mess up, it's your fault. It's not. There's not your always fault. always progress yes. to be made. You yes. can always critique. And if there's somebody, I heard a, a guy talk about it the other day. Jiu-Jitsu is the sport for people that are always or that are okay with always losing or always sucking at your sport. Right. Because like the purpose of a hobby is to be good at your hobby. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. that's in a hobby is good at your hobby. You know. And it's just like there's always somebody better. Yeah. There's always somebody better. It gives you something to like constantly work towards. I yeah. feel like. Yeah, I like. I mean, it's a big thing for me. Yeah, I respect for sure. that. For sure. What about you, Colton? <laughs> See, I'm a low-stress guy. I just, like, I just don't really give a fuck. Like, if I'm getting that stressed out, I just don't give a fuck. But this is going <laughs> to sound pretty cringe, but being with Hallie calms me down so much. I feel that. So much. Like, it's insane. I'll be having the worst day in the world. Two minutes, I'm good. I'm completely better. Like everything's just gone. See, that's that's something we talked about last night too. It was like, like something about like a female kind of evens you out. Yes. Especially like your female, you know. But Logan's first like or my first reaction when I said that was like sex, you know. Like that, that's immediately where I went. I was not, like, not I was even, like, no, nah, I I understand. I know. I I I like acknowledge that too. Like just he he talked about like cuddling. Like, yes. some about, like, being the little spoon, like, playing with the hair and yes. shit. Like, that yes. that's super being calming. Being held. Being yeah. held. You need held, bro? Yes. Feeling a Big man needs sh- held. Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Like, worst day in the world. Two minutes with her. Just being around her, talking to her, maybe even cuddling, giving her a hug. Like, it just makes everything so much better. That's sweet, man. Sorry if that's a little cringe, but... That's, nah, that's that's what we're here for. That's what helps on my you. stress. The honest part. So, for me, the best re- or like the best way to relieve stress... Oh, is, I know where this is going. Dude, no, it's definitely... No, alright. It's definitely... It's gotta be, like, my contact sports. Like, football, wrestling. Like, I need those. Like, yes. football. Like, just being able to, after school, every single day, just throw on the pads and be able to hit someone, like... Fuck them up. Yeah, literally. And I'm I get go. to do it for two hours out of the day. Like, almost every single day. And you don't have to go yeah. to jail. I'm going to go yeah, back. Yeah, literally. Back. Football, football is, pro- like, probably the number one stress. And that's another big thing with like, me you can go out and body someone, and, like, you get credit for it. Yeah, literally. Trouble. I like the fact about jiu-jitsu that I don't ever have to quit jiu-jitsu. Just because I'm out of high school. I don't have to have scholarships or anything to uh, continue yeah. doing that until right. I'm 70 years I old. I guess that's another part of that, like, one-on-one kind of and thing. I, you can I, do jujitsu right now. I can stick to it. Yeah, I can start it like, now. Like, we could fucking roll on the podcast right yeah. now if we wanted to. <laughs> My kids are going to do it. Golf. Golf is another thing <laughs> for me. Golf? Because I'm, I'm pretty decent at golf. And I'll, I don't think I've ever seen I, you golf. If I just go out and play golf yeah. and I'm playing good, like, yeah. It's, it's so but, funny you say that because, like, Golf is the main reason for my stress. <laughs> <It is>. <laughs> Did <laughs> you start golf? It pisses me off. Dude, no, like, I'll be golfing, and, like, they, they're always saying, like, oh, it relieves stress. Like, when you get a good hit on the ball, it, it, may, it feels nice. I can't lie. Like, it is one of the best feelings ever. But then those five times in a row where yep. you shank it left or you slice it right, and, oh, you rethink everything. Golf is <laughs> Why the fuck am I here? Golf what am I doing with my life? I'm golfing. Like, you'll be playing great two holes, and then you have, like, three bad holes, and you're just done. Like, you just right. you want to sell everything. You it's, don't ever want to think about it again. It is such See, a See, and that's another thing sport. Um, with jiu-jitsu is it doesn't matter how much you're down. There's always a chance you come back and win. 
It's just right. like MMA, you can get a lucky headshot and knock somebody out cold. Yeah, and I was just like I was gonna say, I feel like for you that like technical kind of part of it would be good. Yeah. I and feel like you like things that like come together a certain way. So when there's like steps to get out of a certain position or something like that, I feel like you would resonate well with a sport that involved that. I feel like it, it resonates to life really well. It's I mean doesn't if you're down 25 points, there's still a chance you win. I mean there's it's nothing's ever impossible. Right. What about you, Cody? What do you do for stress? I um. I, t- I already kind of went through it, so I'll keep it, like, kind of quick on this. But, like, I like to play, like, instruments and shit and, like, guitar. That's my w- number one outlet. You rock out? Yeah, I was saying, you like, out. you'll know what kind of mood I'm in if I play. Like, if you walk in my room and I'm playing electric, like, just, like, cover your ears and, like, give me a hug. <laughs> you know, because like, I'm, like, pissed off. Yeah, for sure. But, like, acoustic, like, I think I think I like it so much because it gives you, like, like, no matter what, you have a vessel for however you're feeling, you know? So, like, if, I, if I'm, like, chilling out and I'm actually having a good day and I just want to, like, give myself, like, something to do, I have, like, the acoustic to kind of, like, make, like, pretty sounds and, like, yeah. like create some, like, ambiance around me. place. Yeah. yeah. But, like, if I'm mad and I just want to abuse the shit out of my electric <laughs> and fucking wow, wow, wow all night, then I can do that, too, you know? Hell, yeah. I think that it's a pretty versatile thing. And, like, the gym, for a while, that was that was huge for me. I've been slacking lately. Ah, but, me too. But, like, the gym, I would... Like, I'd be mad at my girl or, like, mad at my job or something like that. And I'd be like, fuck this. I'm going to the gym. Do not disturb. I'll be there for, like, an hour and a half or something like that. Come out a different person. How are we for jobs? I'm a fucking farmer. <laughs> as much as I hate saying. That's, that's, that's working. the only job I got. <laughs> that's, like, the definition <laughs> of his life right there. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I, hate that. <laughs> I hate that shit. <laughs> oh, okay. I got a good topic to talk about. All right. Let's so. We were talking about, so in my advanced biology class in school today, we were talking about gene editing because, like, now all it takes is just, like, they can fertilize so many, like, they can fertilize a bunch of different eggs and, like, they can fertilize, like, six different eggs and then, like, pick out which one is the absolute, like, best embryo. And it can, like... It can like see all of the genes of every single embryo and they can like change genes and it's basically just being able to des- to design your own baby yeah they call them designer babies yeah i read that article dude yeah how, how, <laughs> do, you, how do you feel about that i like, missed half that um, i missed all of that he's talking about like they can take eggs from a woman and then they can put like fertilize those eggs right and then they can see the genome of each of those, like, fertilized eggs. And then they, like, give parents an option to pick the best egg to, like, have as a baby. No, I th- I'm and they can, like, genetically, like, change certain things about that, I'm pretty sure. So yeah. you can have an NFL baby and bring in the money. For like well, give you it th- could have a baby that has the potential to go to the NFL. Right, like, give it certain attributes that you want. Like, yeah. customize your children. Yeah. That's but why they call them designer You can't make the babies. baby have, like the determination that it takes to go to the end see and i think i think half of everything is a mind game like everything is in your brain i don't think i mean you're not gonna be able to look at a baby and be able to see what its mind's gonna be at 10 15 years from now so that's and at the same time it's kind of weird like i feel like i don't know i don't know that i believe in destiny but i feel like you get what you get yeah just give it give it i'd say leave it up to chance too if they gave me an option i'd be like no i want the kid that the world wants me to have you know i'm also Mm -hmm. a pretty firm believer the like more hard not harsh but like like you make your kid like dependable and 
Like independent. You know, it, no, like he's got to be or they have to be dependent on you to like realize like what you're doing for them. But then also you can't just like give everything. There's a totem pool. Yeah. Like, oh mom, this kid got a race car today. I want it. Like, no. We'll get you a car, but you're not getting a fucking race car. Yeah. You gotta That's get where that I'm 96 at. Honda Accord. Like, like, like if you have the the situation to like spoil them, I feel like you wouldn't want to do that anyways, yes. right? Yeah, like, like, you would want to make them, like, like have what they need, but still know the work that they need to yes. put in to get what they have. Yeah. I can definitely agree with that. Like, they want a new toy. Okay, go clean your room. Right. And when they're young. Yeah. Like, ins- that. install that work ethic in them. Right. That's a That's, big part. Yeah. I feel like the younger you start them on that, the greater chance they're going to be successful Yeah, because they're on. already used to it by yeah, the time. They know like, they're, like, working for work, what they I have. I got to go grind for this money so I can get this and this and this. Exactly. They know what it takes to make that so, money. Yeah, so they're not like, Mom, give me this, Mom. When they turn that. 18 and they have to move out and get do their own shit, they're not fucking So clueless. they're not fucking sucking off your titty for your money when they're yeah. 23 years old. Because, like, how are you going to throw out your kid? Yeah. Like, I feel like that's a difficult situation. That like, would, <laughs> if anything, I would make them work for it so that they wouldn't be my problem. <laughs> like, <laughs> after, it's like, 23, like, my kid's like, oh, I can't do shit for myself. I can't get a job. I can't force them to do that. I don't want some, like, basement rat yes. forever, you yeah. know? Yeah, that one no, that's on COD, you know? It's yeah. And punishments too. I feel like you gotta. How do you feel about like like spanking your kid? Yeah, you would. Okay, and I'm not gonna lie. Like a nice firm, like make them cry. There's been a couple times (laughs) where my not not abuse them. (laughs) Right. But like you gotta make them like know like oh shit that was wrong. So you don't can't be doing that. You don't think that like even as a grown person like like spanking your kid um is like abuse even if it's your kid like i'm not saying i think like that but like that's something i've thought about and i was like oh like where is I've, the I've line thought about there? that too but like i don't think so like if they do something in order for you to like spank them i don't think that's abuse but if you're just walking around smacking boy your yeah so i think uh a lot of what's wrong with this world is lack of punishment yes i mean yes. there is i'm gonna say there's been several times my ass should have got fucking kicked i mean oh dude yeah i, I completely agree with you I should have got my ass beat. There's some of the times. things where, like, I oh, I and the kids growing up on electronics too. Like they got iPads. God, dude, I too. fucking hate tablets. They got, their, they got their fingers in their mouth watching Coco Melon. Like, <laughs> <laughs> my three-year-old cousin was singing Baby Shark, and then he turned on Roblox, and it's all at their fingertips. Yeah. I, I hate that. Like, I, the way that I grew up, like, I had a BlackBerry when I was in the... I think I got to, like, sixth grade, and I finally got a phone. And it was, like, this little flip phone that I shared with my older brother. So, like, there was no, like, freedom on that. Like, it was, like, you took the phone if you left the house. That's how it worked. It is what it is. Yeah. First I feel like these kids, like... Like, have you seen, like, a kid throwing a tantrum for their <coughs> tablet? The, yeah. Oh, yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah. And the parents are just, like, like, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Like, here... Like, I feel like, low-key, that just comes down to, like... Lazy parenting, you know. Yes, that, it's like you d- you don't want to be there for the kid. You don't want to spend the time it takes to teach them things, these things, and like do what you have to do. So you just throw a tablet in their hands and be like, "Fuck off!" So I can do what I have to do. That, it's like our parents never had that option. Yeah, that's that goes back to like the punishment and not spoiling them. Exactly. Like you gotta learn to say no to your kid. Yeah, like like a kid growing up is just as hard as you parenting your kid. Yeah. 
You know, and like if you make that easier on them, you make it easier on yourself. You make their future way harder on them. They're gonna, they're gonna become lazy. They're, they're not gonna, gonna learn when shit when they're twenty five, and when their boss tells them no, they're gonna quit, and then they won't have a job. Yeah, I mean, like, like half these kids want to be fucking YouTubers. <laughs> like, if but, if but everybody it's that easy wanted way out, exactly. It's like that's all they know. That's all they see. They don't see you fucking working your ass off every day so that you can pay for their food. They sit there and watch somebody get famous and make billions of dollars on fucking YouTube. And, like, I'm not saying that, like, it's impossible to, like, like grow in the entertainment industry. We're making a fucking podcast right now, you know? <laughs> but, like, I think that it's important to make sure that, like, our kids know how the real world works and, like, the realities of what this shit is. Oh, also, I, um, have y'all heard about the, like, classified government files oh God, are getting go. leaked? in Minecraft worlds, like, oh, yeah. servers, Have and, you like, seen that, Roblox, Roblox worlds and servers, what? and, like, they're using Roblox and Minecraft to, like, do a bunch of, like, dark web stuff. I can better like, explain a little bit. Yeah, so, there is yeah, a, a Minecraft world, like, it's a downloadable realm that you can get on, and there is, like, uh, it's like a library. It's just, it's just, like, a big house, and there is a chest. It's full of chests with books and quills in it, and it is full of FBI documents and stuff. And it's, like, for people in China that can't access this stuff because of restricted internet, and they can get on Minecraft and look at all of, like, restricted FBI content and stuff so like that. So, they're, they're feeding information to the through chi Minecraft. That's to China? Scary. Yeah, that through Minecraft. Scary. Oh, my God, dude. No, but what's more scary about it is they can't access it in the first point, that they are restricted by government, that they can't access it, and they have to seek secretly do it so you got like you got like kim jong-un's kim jong-un's ass like on a laptop on minecraft yeah, like, he's, like he's just he's reading a book in quill bro like but, i mean it's all release stuff so it's nothing like big like this like current well, yeah but that's still scary like if our government doesn't want them to have certain information and we're just feeding it to them anyways like that's that's kind of terrifying what do y'all feel about the jfk files like they have been supposed like they have supposed to have been released for like so long now and they still have not been released yeah, I think there's a lot of sketchy shit going on with mm. the government. Dude, okay, yeah. what about stuff the they're not ready to admit to? The, oh, dude, yeah, the, the Dolly the Madison Bay murders. Yeah. Dude, yeah, that was I I watched that. That was like sad. And they to still watch. haven't found that dude. I've watched No, it. and like the amount of effort they put in was like low. Yeah, it was like barely any. Yeah. And like he like the guy started the documentary to try to like help them find someone or like to help them look into finding someone and when they asked when he asked for like their help or like what they had they kind of just like blew him off and yeah. was like what the fuck yeah have you not looked into this either no i, I don't know shit about Dude, that. It's i think they know who it is it's on tubi i think they know i don't think so uh so as you know my my grandma worked at the police department she said that there's so the the cop that they had the, his face blurred and that he or she said there's nobody that that could have been there's nobody that was on duty that has retired since then like there was nobody on duty at that time and working that stuff yeah then then retired later there's there nobody she said there's nobody it could have been totally shit. so there's a fake cop that's what do you know this story I have no idea okay. what you're talking about. It's a block so, from here. When was this? What the fuck? This was probably uh, like... 2001? Yeah. Maybe? Uh, that's, yeah. Bad year. 2001. So, I, I can tell a story if you want okay, to. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so there is this bread store. A bread store about... It's like a block or two from here. The Dolly Madison Bakery. And uh, it was... Right I want behind the smoker's outlet, like, diagonal from McDonald's. Yeah. Like the where the garage is. Yeah, it's like that right that building, the big okay. white building. It's so, like connected to the smokers outlet, you know. Like on the back side of it. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. it's like it's it's day. I mean, it's broad daylight, like two, three o'clock in the afternoon, and there is 
an elderly woman, which I don't know if that was the owner of the store. Yeah, but there, there's an elderly woman and a younger woman in there, and the guy comes in and kills both these old no, these the, ladies. Uh, the elderly woman was shopping for bread. Bread, yes. and the other one she was, was working. A and so I've heard that there like was like rich. They were ritually killed. Like there was a certain way that they had killed them that signified like. Yeah, it was the like there was necktie. a pattern to the necktie. The Cuban, there was a pattern. The r- so Cuban they they cut your or something like cut that. your neck and then pull your tongue out and then tie it in a bow. Oh, holy and that's, shit! I've heard it was, that. It was bad, dude. Yeah, that's yeah. fucked. So I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't know how true that part of it is, but I've heard that. I don't know. Yeah, I've heard that too. My the, mom was. My mom told me about that. This is the sketchy part. There was someone in, or the worker in the smokers outlet heard mm-hmm. it. So when they were coming around to check it out. The murder, supposedly murderer, was locked the door, and she was like, "Is everything okay? I heard something," and he said, "Yes, everything's fine," and just walked away. I and think it was yeah, a hard hit. Did you hear about like the person that supposedly like picked him up, like a block away? Yeah, like he had that. a getaway yeah. driver. No, yeah, no, it was just like he was like hitchhiking. Oh. Oh yeah. shit. Oh. Yeah, and the guy like Yeah, he, the guy like Well, how do you not notice that if somebody pulled somebody's tongue out of their throat? I feel like they'd be bloody. That's as why fuck, right? that's why I think it was a hired hit. I think he was a professional. I think That has to be I doing. feel like that's planned. Like you, you don't just pick up somebody with a bloody thumb out in the road, you know? <laughs> well, I'd be like, "What the fuck is going like I keep my I just crack the window and be like, "Hey, the you good?" The worker said that he was Completely clean, head to toe, nothing on his clothes, nothing on his shoes. That's why it was so weird. Like, how do you like tie their tongue in a in bow? Well, we we don't know that that happened for sure, but that's what I've heard. Like, it was supposed to be like ritualistic. Like, there's, there was some pattern to it. There's images okay. out of the store, and there was blood everywhere on the ceilings, on the shelves. Well, yeah, man. When you slit someone's covered. throat, it's fucking sprays. So out. how do you how do you do all that and not get a drop of blood on you? You have to be a professional. I, I yeah. think he was professional. I think he definitely I also, had to I also think. think he probably went to the bathroom and cleaned himself up. Who has a hit on a she on was a, a, uh, on she a was, bakery worker? She was related. So the worker wasn't supposed to be there. She was a witness. I mean, that's got to kill the witness. So the shopper was the yes, person? Yes, the shopper was the person. She was. They said that she was involved with drug stuff. Uh-oh. An old lady? Uh-uh. No, 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 younger uh-uh. lady. Uh-uh. I've heard that. You got that r- switched. What do you mean? The worker was the, the one that the hit was out on? Or spo- was, supposedly? Was just there. The worker was the drug lady. Right, because I was, I was going to say like a 50-year-old woman's involved with drugs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was like, was no, she was like 80. No, oh, like, yeah. Like old, old. God, dude, that's horrible. Yeah, she was like 80, 90. I'm going to pull that up. Jamie? Yep. And they, and they <laughs> still haven't figured it out. Uh-huh. They, they've they, narrowed it down to like 19 suspects. And Arrest they, them all, bro. They found holy shit. That's they, a no, they don't. It's been twenty years. That went straight out of the smokers outlet. They got this on camera, and then like walked that way. But he walked off the camera, and it fits the exact description that the smoker outlet uh, worker gave the description of. Mm-hmm. And they so talked to him. The, and they this said is the older good. lady. That was the customer, the and that was the worker. Description. Oh Jesus God. Christ. That building right there. So that's the smokers outlet. That's the garage. Oh. That's insane. Yeah, there's the pictures of him. I didn't even know that happened, dude. Like two years later, my dad would have moved here with my mom. <laughs> yep, that was pretty recent. There's, there's actually been yep. a couple of them. There's a um, what is the one, uh, Web of Lies? Have you ever heard of that? Nope. It's just a TV show where they go over murders and stuff like Fear Thy Neighbor and stuff like that. Like mm. just stories about murders that have happened. And they had an episode of Web of Lies on Great Bend where um, 
this this chick had some kind of affair with this dude and um it, i mean it was here in great bend i mean they they came and photographed great bend stuff and made that documentary photographed the houses and everything and um he had taken her out to i want to say he worked at venture and he, oh i know oh, this story what yeah. alicia debolt that was her name yeah, yeah. and I, he had taken you guys know so bad. much more than i do took her out there and threw her in the bad. burner threw her in the asphalt burner yeah. melted her are you fucking serious? Yeah, yeah, like raped her and then like put her in the burner. No, they said that they that he like burned her first, like yeah, like with a torch. Yeah. None of this is a hundred percent factual Holy information. Shit. We don't know that much. Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> none of this is professionally like no, investigated. Yeah. This, this is a conversation. We're a bunch of seven, typical seventeen, eighteen-year-old kids talking. Yeah, in a watch circle, this guy, so. This guy's gonna be listening to it, and we're, he's gonna come <laughs> for us. Next. Oh fuck! Yeah, no. Yeah, 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 yeah. Don't call out the murderers <laughs> in our we mean, town. Bro. We mean no issues. <laughs> fuck. So, uh, new topic. We can move on from that. That's pretty gruesome. Uh, what motivates you guys? That is a hard transfer. <laughs> oh, dude, oh, all right, I'll, I'll be straight up. What motivates me is probably my family. Like, okay. there's just no one else. Like, my family puts so much stress on me, and it, like, they don't mean to put as much stress on me as they do, except, but, like, I, I work just to impress my family half the time. Like, it's just... I um, feel that. You feel stuck. If yeah. you're not doing enough, I feel like if I'm not impressing you. them, then what am I doing? Yeah. And what motivates... Are you done? Yeah. Fire, fire. What motivates me, seeing where my dad came from to where he is now, I mean, he started off with selling chicken eggs when he was our age, and now he owns a business, and he's doing, he's doing well. And I feel like... If I'm anything less than that, <laughs> I had to. If I'm doing anything less than that, that's it's not enough. And that's that's kind of where I'm at. I'm at a point like it's it's a family thing. It's definitely uh, my grandpa had nothing growing up, and he worked so that we all could have fun and do things together and not have to worry about money all the time. And I mean that's a a big thing for me to be able to not just take what he take what he worked for and run with it. Yeah. I mean I I wouldn't feel that that's right. That's not my stuff. It's like you got to prove yourself. Yeah, that's his stuff. That's not my stuff. Yeah. I mean that's You got to work for it. I yeah. think um if I could use use that help to better myself, but not some people call them will babies. They go and they buy cool shit with their with their yeah. money or whatever. Right. And take the business over, sell it all, and take, yeah, and they yeah. just move in a big ass house. There's no legacy to be lived on there, and I mean, like, I just, it's hard for me to watch stuff that was his, like that we, I mean, we don't have room for him. We, we can't keep it all. He was like a hoarder. I mean, <laughs> you just can't keep it all, and it's like, but at the same time, it isn't mine to sell. Like, it's weird, but yeah, I think uh, family's a big part of it. And where I where I tend to lose a lot of motivation is in that whole that whole space factor where like, what really are we? Like we aren't really anything. We're particles floating through space, and right. Yeah. I mean, anything I could end at any time. Just like we were talking about the other day, how some theorists say that the universe is a breathing object, and it at any time could breathe in, and everything's gone. Like at any time. Right. So yeah, I like I like that both of you have like people that came before you to look like look up to and like I, I like the the role model mindset but I think it's also important to keep in mind like you 
when you look at it a certain way, it's like healthy and it's a good thing. But I think they can like quickly turn into like I have to live up to this person's yeah. expectations. Yeah. Otherwise, like you're constantly feeling like a failure. Like every day, you're like, well, that like they would have been here by now. Like they would have been taking this step. But like I should have done this differently, or they won't be proud of me. And like I feel like that's a really like slippery slope. Yeah. Like as long as you can stay on the right side of that mindset, I think that it's good. I do that. I do that with football. Freshman year. So my dad went to Otis, small school. Not really hard to be on varsity, but freshman year, I was like, okay, I got to get this done, this done, this done. And by the time I'm a senior, I need to be here because my dad played college football. And my mindset was I just got to be better than him and better than him. Right. And it got to a point where I was I was doing stuff that was bad for my body just to, like, give me any advantage I could. And it, it was... It was hurting me bad. Like, I would pass out multiple times a day, puke up blood. Fuck, dude. Like, bullshit. And then, like, I realized, like, this ain't worth it. I mean, it's just football. Like, I'm going to be fine doing what I do, grinding my ass off. I'll get there. And 90% of the time, uh, football athletes don't make it anywhere with football. That's what my uncle told me. It's not worth it to go through your high school career and get all your bones, but all your bones broke, your tendons torn. And go nowhere with football, or go nowhere with that kind of thing. I mean, for the audio listeners, Colton just pointed to himself when he said, that. <laughs> "Yeah, I, ju- I just came out of shoulder surgery a couple months ago from yeah. football." See, yeah, and that's yeah, that's kind of what I was from football. That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. Like, I feel like you have to at, at like at some point, it's like I want to make this person proud, and like I look up to this person, and then there's another side of that that's like you're killing yourself to live up to somebody's expectations but in the end it's like your life you know? and then and then once you fail you oh, you feel, feel like shit you feel like the shittiest person in the world yeah, like yes. you don't know what to do that's so detrimental how to, to recover your from that no, so it my, will get you my whole mindset going into this wrestling season going into this wrestling season was i need to be better than my dad because my dad like he was a pretty good wrestler throughout his high school years except he didn't like like he quit after his junior year because the weight cut got too hard to him and he placed fifth at state his junior year and I all I wanted to do was just be better than him so I would go into every match thinking just be better than him and it would stress me out yeah like so towards the end of the season it got to the point where I was just like, you know what? Screw him. I'm 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 me. Like I'm I'm Caden Hoffman. I'm like I don't need to try to be anyone else. Try to be better than anyone else. I just gotta be myself. Yeah, exactly. And then man. once I like really started like, <laughs> wrong button, wrong button. <laughs> That's why you don't touch the soundboard. <laughs> but, but yes. No, but no. So like, I just I really started focusing on myself, focusing on what I do best, and focusing on like how. I know how to win and focusing or not focusing on like what other people tell me. So right. I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm a very egotistical person. Uh, I kind of forgot where I was going with that, but I'm very egotistical and like I it's on my conscience. So like I try not to be, but you kind of think yourself in a loop. Yeah, I think myself in a loop to where I'm like, am I being egotistical about this? Am I where I was going with that was, um, yeah, I lost that again. Some people. They let their ego get in the way of things. Oh, yeah. It, it was going to relate to what you were saying, but I kind of lost track <laughs> no, of where I was so, going. Sometimes you got to be a dickhead, though. 
to get no, where you're going, sometimes you gotta be a dickhead. That is so facts. Y- you have I to. realize that. I you gotta really have did. that like strong-minded will to Dude, like yes, get you there. Gotta, you gotta be able to put your head down and say, there's fuck a, everyone else. There's a jujitsu yeah. reference here. Because that guy is going to try to rip your head off just as much as you're going to try to rip his head off. you got to be just as much as a dick as he's going to be. Yeah, bro, and that's the only way you're going to get it's through a, it's it. It's a dog-eat-dog world. Yeah. And this goes, this goes outside of, like, sports and shit. Like, yeah. to be successful, you're going to be competing against a guy for a job. Like, you got to be on your shit, on your Well, and when it comes down to it, when you make money, somebody else loses money. Yeah. Whether you provide them yeah. a service or you give them something. And then the when money. they make money, you lose your own money. You so money. you better be working three times as hard as them to take their money. And there's always somebody out there working harder than you. I mean, the harsh reality of the world is, like, there's always somebody to be, like, competing against. That like, that, that's so just what it comes down to. always someone better than you. Like, you yeah. have to be on your there's feet. There's no like, limit. Like, like you wake up at 8 a.m. every single day, 6 a.m. every single day, go to the gym, go to work for fucking nine hours, like, make as much money as you can, come home, like, like do as much as you can every single day. Someone there's got a guy up at three. There's a guy that got up at three this morning. Yeah. Went to the gym for three hours today. Yeah. That person put in ten hours, two hours overtime today. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like there's always gonna be somebody out there working harder. So like I think it's just as important to like keep yourself on your own grind and stay on your own ass as it is to like give yourself a chance to fucking relax. So I think where I was yes. going with that whole ego thing, I don't know if you guys have ever seen the there's a reference this guy made where he had two lighters and he left one lighter outside in the rain and he left the other one inside with him. And uh, he goes, and the one lighter won't start. Like, it won't won't light a flame. I mean, it's right. still got spark and everything. The still one got out in the rain. It. Yeah. yeah. Been out in the rain, been through some shit, but and it just can't can't get started. The one that was inside could get started. It was, it was raised with money, raised with whatever. In reference, that other guy was raised in the dirt, had nothing. Sometimes all it needs is a little bit of help. It needs yeah. that fire, and it, it gets lit up. It's I got just, I got a good uh, analogy for sometimes, this. Some, sometimes people just need a little bit of help, sometimes. Um, think of yourself as an eagle. And I got this. I heard this from someone. This is not mine. Think of yourself as an eagle. You fly at a way higher altitude than pigeons do, right? Right. And if you catch yourself flying with the pigeons, you need to take a look around you and be like, damn, these are not the people... I need to be around. Like, I need to be around those other eagles. Right. Be in that higher altitude. Yeah. Push myself. Be up in that higher level. Keep going. Uh, was it Mike Tyson I think, or I think Joe it, Rogan that said I that? I think it might have been Joe Rogan. Yeah. So, and here's one thing that... Um, Any good podcast quotes yeah. Joe Rogan podcast. I'm going to take a little sponsor break. <laughs> no, monster, no. Monster Energy. No sponsors. Yeah, Monster, yeah, monster if you would, If you would like to sponsor my boy Cody, we could really use it. We're drinking them right now. They're delicious. Definitely one of my favorite drinks right now. You want to beat your wife? I didn't expect Had this. Uh, podcast, <laughs> Theo Vaughn. <laughs> hey, uh, we love you, Theo Vaughn. I got to pee like a racehorse. <laughs> I was, I was going somewhere. Oh, fuck. I was, I was going somewhere. Um, we'll do it. All right, Sorry, I, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh yeah, you got me thinking about that. That's a All right, bad let's do idea. it, bro. Are we gonna okay, do it? so so um, Braxton's Braxton's girlfriend Allie and Colton's girlfriend Hallie are here. And they're giving us, like, kind of topics in the background, and they just said to do relationship advice. So I think I think that's what we're going to get into. Wah, wah, Here, hold on. We'll do yeah, an intro for it. Now for relationship advice on the Stuck on Stupid podcast. Today this we is have, very stupid. Today we have Hoffy, Braxton, and Colton. Present. Um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get into this. What, what are some of the... Um, 
the relationship um, problems okay. we've been running into lately. There's not really a problem that I. There's no problems that I have at all. We all I, have girlfriends. This, this is, is a right. slippery slope. I just found out. Yeah, this, <laughs> yeah, this, this she this listens to it. The fuck you say to everybody? <laughs> <laughs> That's on Spotify. No, you, get, no. hey, you gotta be careful. Watch the words here, boys. Yeah, 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 but, uh, what I what I struggled with in the past <clears throat> was like overthinking a lot, and so. Like, I would always overthink, like, into the future, and, like, I would always try to, like, like think about the relationship and, like, like I'd think about marriage. I'd think about all that stuff whenever I was getting into a relationship. But then I started realizing that I just got to take it one day at a time and just realize that every, like, every day, just take it day by day and just... Like, don't try to overthink things. Right, kind of just enjoy it for what it yeah, is. That doesn't sound like a problem. That sounds like something you kind of figured out. Yeah. I'm proud really of you is. for that. That's that's hard shit to fucking solve. I've been there. Like, you get super invested and, like, Dude, yes. you're you're not, like, living in the moment. You're kind of, like, six months in the future. Like, okay, what are we going to do when this happens? Or, like, what, yes, what about, like, yes. when we want to do this and this doesn't work out? Like, it's important to think about shit like that. But I also think that, like, it is important to live, like, every single day. Like, instead of being like, okay, what are me and this person going to be? It's like, just enjoy what you and that person no, are yes. at some point. At right yeah. now. Yes. Yeah. Present. Enjoy the present. No, I appreciate that. That's a that's a good opener. That Just a problem that you kind of figured out by yourself. <laughs> okay, well, I guess I'm going next. <laughs> Go be low. Keep in mind, his girlfriend is like five feet away. <laughs> Four and a so half. So we're going we're gonna to get into this. Okay, Caref- so. Carefully. Uh, we'll wrap, we'll wrap back carefully. around to the, the egotistical part that I run into. Where I feel like I'm being very egotistical, and obviously when I'm arguing, I feel like obviously it's human nature to feel like you're right. Right. Oh, like yeah. you're gonna like we were talking about this in in class, uh, a story about the Salem witch trials, which I don't know if you guys have ever heard about that. So yeah. Crazy oh, yeah. shit went oh, down. Yeah. The Crucible. Yeah, I feel I feel like um, <laughs> fuck junior year, bro. Oh, <laughs> I fucking on hate a for this real shit. note though, The Crucible fucking sucks. It's it horrible. Was, I hate that movie. I think I think the history and the story to it was good, and yes. I think there is background pieces to it that they left out yeah and i'll get to that uh, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap back to that <laughs> i'll wrap back to that so um i think that um when john proctor was uh going to confess that he was involved in witchcraft or whatever um there were there was something about obviously i don't pay attention in class but there was some part about um her having to give give up proctor to save herself but she wouldn't or, or something like that. She wouldn't. She, she w- had to make him confess yes. to save him and and her. her. Yeah, yeah. Right. So I feel what I said is that as a human, like your biology, you're always gonna pick yourself over picking somebody else. Right. Like I feel like that's just how some like obviously some people are selfless. Like that's a very rare thing to run into, but some people are. But I feel like it's very rare that you're gonna pick somebody else over yourself. So I feel like when I'm arguing. Like I'm right. Like I mean, that's that's just no. How, yeah, that's how that's, your brain. That's works. how your brain yeah. works. Because you know what you're talking about. You think you understand the yeah. entire situation. And sometimes I'll slow down and I'll be like, "Am I right? Like, am I really right though?" No. And then I'll think about it. I'll think about Allie it. I just said no. And I will run the situation through like a third person point of view and be like, "How does this look to somebody on the right. outside?" If if there was like an omniscient and somebody saw what she said and what she yes. did and how she thought, if, like if somebody is sitting right beside did. us while we are arguing, and sometimes I'll just be like, "Damn, this bitch really acting a fool." <laughs> <laughs> Dude, sometimes they be saying the wildest shit that makes no sense at all. So what what's the problem here? 
but listen, we're not doing like so advice yet. I, I don't really know. I mean, we have. <laughs> we need advice. Yeah. <laughs> so there is um, one problem that I feel like has lasted. Um, I'm very busy. My schedule is very busy. I have the days that I have off or set aside for jujitsu. Um, the days that I don't have off, I'm in school from eight to three. Work from four to ten. So I have no time. When I get home, everybody needs their alone time. So like. Yes. Sometimes yeah. I just want to come home. You got to decompress. Yeah, sometimes I just want to sit in my room. But obviously she hasn't seen me and she's been alone all day. Yeah. Like she wants to talk to me and sometimes I'm just like, damn, like I need a break. Like I want to be able to sit down in my bed and fucking stare at the ceiling if I want to. Yeah. Obviously that's not what I'm going to be doing. But if I wanted to, I feel like I, it should be open for me to yeah, do that. It should. But I feel like a big problem that I have is a lot of time. I feel like I don't have enough time. Okay, aside. so here's here's sorry. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, here's kind of what I'm hearing. You you are doing. Just just hear me out. Ali's looking at me scary. <laughs> so uh, you're doing so what what you feel like you need to do for yourself. You you got your job, so you're making money. You're going to jujitsu. You're going to the gym. You're doing the things to improve yourself. Mm-hmm. And when you when you return from doing those things. I feel like this would be a lot easier if she wasn't here just staring bullets into the top of my head. Turn around and look at all my medals on the wall. But those are pretty cool. My kind of my kind of <laughs> point is like as a human you do like like we all need to be alone sometimes and like it's important to take that time for yourself and like decompress yourself. But also there does come a point where like if you do have a choice to spend more like cut something a little bit to spend more time with somebody that gives a shit about you and like that you feel love for, then that's also important. That's a compromise that you have to make with her. Like something that you both have to be like, okay, well, I would feel okay giving up this small amount of time of each of my things that I do so that I can spend more time with you and make sure you feel loved. But it's also important that she respects your time for yourself and respects the things that you want to do for yourself. Yeah, I understand that. That's, that's a conversation that has to happen between you guys. And I think that like there's definitely a point in the middle where she can understand that you have your shit, but you can understand that she like wants you to be more of a part of her life too. Yeah, and so another problem we run into is um, <laughs> okay. So W advice. I'm with just, with, I'm just gonna get myself. Uh, oh shit! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I told you that bitch confusing. Yeah, it is. So another problem that uh, we run into is when we do have time. Obviously, I spend my time with her. Whatever we get our stuff done, we hang out. We do whatever i feel like we don't we don't go out as much as we should i feel like we should well, we go do more things there's not much it's it's hard let's it's be a- honest okay but what i'm saying is i feel like there's more things that should be done i feel like we should i mean obviously we do live in a small town there's nothing really, i mean we can go walk through walmart but i don't want to be there i fucking work there that shit's <laughs> hell but <laughs> at the same time before she was around all i had were my boys and that's, I mean, I spent every day with them. Right. I mean, my yeah. boys were there before my job. They were there before jujitsu. They were there. I mean, that, that's, that's all I did. My whole life has just been friends. And sometimes I feel like I get caught, so caught up with work and jujitsu and everything else that I'm focused on that I push my friends away a lot. And, like, there'll be weekends that I don't talk to anybody. And then, like, I'll call them and be like, damn, I haven't talked to you all weekend. And they're like, and I, I mean, it just makes you sad. Like, yeah, you don't have time anymore to do that kind of stuff. I feel like that's a problem, but uh, a problem that we run into is whenever I say, yo, I'm going to go hang out with my boys, and, you know, she wants to hang out with me. And I, there it, there has been times where I've told her that I was tired, 
and I didn't want to go over to her house, and then I went over to Cody's. Dick move. <coughs> even even yeah, though it was my even though it was my house, and you hung out with me, and I knew about it, and I thought it was kind of funny at the time. But sometimes ultimately, kind of move. a dick move. Dick move. Yeah. Honestly, I don't I don't know if it's like a complete dick move. It's lying. No, I told it her I was lying. tired, and I didn't. It, it wasn't lying. I told her it, I was tired, and I didn't want to come over. Which you could say was lying because the reason I didn't want to come over was because I was tired. But then I went somewhere else anyway. I. But there's a. You can still be tired though. Yeah, but there's like yeah. a. I can be like, I can be annoyed to the max, like, but they like not from my girlfriend. I don't get annoyed with my girlfriend. But like just I wait. can just have a bad day. Wait until that year hits. <laughs> I could just have like a bad day or something, and I could not want to hang out with my girlfriend. Except me being able to like go hang out with the boys, that and like just being able to like get my mind off a lot of things that helps me a lot. I feel like I can say speak more freely and especially like your yeah you can speak a lot more freely. Your uh your girlfriends or your spouses or however you want to say it are like your significant other. You will spend more time with them than you will your friends, and that's just how life is. But when you're around them so much more, you're you're more scared to say something that might offend them because then you have to deal with them. Yes. Yeah. And like if, if I if I piss off Hoffy, like we just won't talk for a week and then it's like, oh, what's up, man? Yeah, you know? it just goes <laughs> back to we're normal. Good. I feel like some advice, though, like as far as relationship advice, what really helps us out, communication. Oh, 100%. You gotta oh, yeah. communicate. Well, that's that's one of the legs of a relationship. I and lack. And I am so, I am so bad at it. No. I just want to keep everything inside of me. I don't want to talk to you. I and Holly's helped that. me out a lot with, like, just communicating. And, like, believe it or not, I'm kind of like a... Like, I got a lot of insecurities about myself. And I'm always worried, like, well, what if she wants him? What if she wants him? Blah, blah, blah. No, I'm the same way. And one night, we just sat down... And we talked about it. Like, we just communicated about it, went over it, and it helped my mind so much just to understand where she's at, where I'm at. Just, like, everything that was in my mind just came out, left it all on the table. And it. I feel like it helped our relationship so much. Like, we just connected so much more. And all you, all you had to do was just communicate. No, I'm like... So, I, th- I think communication is one of the most, if not the most important thing in a relationship. It, it most definitely is. Well, also loyalty. Well, yeah. Loyalty yeah. is a huge thing. <laughs> yeah. I think... I fucked that up. Pressure. There's, there's nothing more hey, like... but just like John Proctor, you know, oh he fucked he, he that first, and then he... he no, became, he became that, there's no excuse for that. I thought that we were out the, of school, man. That is the <laughs> worst thing you could do so let to me re- any human being. Let and me I regret every second of it. That is... The worst thing you could ever do. Yeah, I, I think do it that. is, but th- at the same time, like, there's always like repentance, you know, like, like that, so you made it up to your girlfriend, yeah. and that's you did the right thing. There is repentance, know? but it's still not an excuse. Like, no. it should never happen, never yeah, ever. That's true, but at least you did the good thing going back and retalking everything. You did, like, obviously you fucked up, but Hello. you did the right thing to, like, resolve the problem. Or not resolve the problem, but like I got you. fix things, you know. Um, I was gonna say, I feel like there's nothing like that feels better than finding that person that you think that you can put all that shit out for. Like I've had that moment. Like you never want to admit it, but there's there's always a girl that like makes you cry not because you lost her, or, like she hurt you, but because you can let her see that hurt. 
and yeah. like like that kind of comes out of you yeah. like i think every person has had like that you gotta be comfortable that cry and like it, it's it's a scary ass feeling because like as a man you're not allowed to you know like in our daily lives we can't just walk Mm-mm. around fucking bawling our eyes Mm-mm. out preach that i do i I do not but cry in front of her. And you find I don't like, cry in front of anybody. Exactly. I've cried. Because it just makes you feel like the biggest pussy in the world. No, yeah. And like there's even even while you're, you're doing to it. be the strong one. You can't be crying. Yeah. That's and like while you're doing that, I promise you, he had that moment where he tried to stop crying, right? Or like if he's ever done that in front of you, he had that moment where he tried to stop. And he was like, I don't want to do this. Like, I got like, like you could tell that he was trying to hold that part I, in. I literally said, okay, I'm done communicating. We're done talking. And exactly. She's like, no, we need to talk about this. And, and like, we went on and I did, I teared up, but at the end it made it so much like more special. No, you, you feel lighter. Yeah. And then after that happens and they still accept you, you you feel like five times more. I'm telling you, the sex place. after that was great. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, to communication, I'm very bad at communication, but I feel like it's like there's a certain point where you shouldn't have to. Yeah. Like, you should just know. What do you mean? Right Explain right. that to me. Yeah. No. All right. So where I was at was uh, our most recent argument was about the fact that I was coming home from Wichita for a uh, jiu-jitsu tournament, and I got home, called called the homie up, and we seen what we were doing, and he was with my girlfriend and his girlfriend, and so I called him, seen what they were doing, pulled up. She was mad at me because I didn't tell her that I was coming, didn't let her know my plans, didn't text her when I left Wichita and stuff, and I was just kind of at the point where it's like, why do I... Like, why do I have to tell you where, like, where I'm going to be or, like, where I'm at? Like, obviously, I understand, like, you want to know, but, like, I shouldn't have to, shouldn't have to text you every time I want to go somewhere, which I feel like is part of growing up. I mean, like, I had to not escape that from my mom, but I got the freedom of getting away from that with my mom and my parents. So, like, I don't have to, I don't have to, like, go ask my mom, like, yo, can I go to Casey's real quick to grab a drink or whatever? Allie, are you listening? (laughs) No, this isn't, this this is uh, something that... It goes both ways, but I feel like in this certain situation, it does flow that way. 
Like, I shouldn't... I, I don't think we should be fighting about this. So I asked her, I'm like, is this something we should really be arguing about? And then she she says that um, she that I don't understand why she's upset. And she says that a lot. I get that, too. That, that I, I don't that understand it. All the time. Or that she thinks I don't care. See, I always run into that problem where it's like... It's like, I think that I fully understand the problem, and I know what's going on, and I'm telling her what's right, but she just won't, like... It's like she's being irrational, but a lot of the time when I give myself a chance to, like, relax a little bit, and then I come back to it, and I'm like, okay, this this is true. What I believe was right is true, but that's not exactly what she was grabbing onto. A lot of, like, relationship problems aren't just, like, okay, I understand the problem, a lot of it is, like, I have to understand what she's upset about and why she's upset about that and what she wants me to do to fix and that. That's Communication. That's a huge part. About Communication. What, about what you need yeah, to do that for wraps help. back to what you were saying. Communication. And that's what, but what I was saying is, like, obviously, my ego, like, I'm, like, I, like, my ego's telling me, like, it's sitting on my shoulder, like, you gotta tell her shit, like, you're your own person, like, what, what, what the fuck's this bitch doing? Like, get the fuck out of here. That ain't none of your business. But at the same time, I feel like it's an obligation on my end that I should... I mean, I should take the time to shoot her a text, be like, yo, I'm doing this and that. No, yeah, it's respect. And if that makes her more comfortable in a situation, then you can do that. Yeah. That shows that you care. And here's the part where I was at, is like, I had just, I had ten matches. I mean, if you've ever wrestled with somebody, oh, you know, dude, eight yeah. matches ten, fucking rough. No, ten matches is like insane. Like, the max they let you do, for, like, wrestling matches in a day for high school is five. And I did ten. In Jesus. A day. So and aren't jujitsu matches longer? How long than, is wrestling match? It's six minutes in all. Ours is five. Like five, like one period? Just like... Five, just five minutes. Just five minutes? Oh, okay. See, wrestling is three periods, two minutes each period. Yeah, we get one... It's one five-minute round. So there's no wrestling. Oh, okay. So it's a five-minute round. And on top of that, you don't get breaks in between your matches. So like my bracket, um, I had... So it's like back-to-back. Back. It's back-to-back-to-back-to-back. To back to back to back. So That's crazy. I went 15 straight minutes of rolling. So, um, the first match was against, um, so we'll just go over my big bracket that I had that I placed fourth place in, was an adult bracket, and I went, I had this guy, and he comes in, you know, he's, he's bigger than me, I mean, he looks stronger than me, you know, just, he's, he's, I mean, just, he's an adult, like, he has that adult strength. I, I'm not fully developed as an adult, I don't have that, hey, and anyways, so, he's got the adult strength on me, obviously, and so, I always have to think, like, what, what, am I going to be able to do to, instead of using strength and power, I have to use technique. And technique in jiu-jitsu, not in all things, technique always outpowers strength. And so I come in, you know, whatever, I'm just playing with this guy. We're, we're doing our own thing. And I end up in guard, which is both legs around his torso, his waist. So I end up in guard, and I'm kind of just, we're sitting there, and we're, we move to the edge of the mat. And so normally, so wrestling mats are way bigger than jujitsu mats, so they'll always reset you to the middle, right back where you were at. So he resets us, and I'm like, just thinking in my mind, I got, I'm gonna have to cheap shot this guy. Like, the, it's just gonna, that's how it's gonna have to be. I'm gonna have to cheap shot. So I just start thinking about all of the cheap shot submissions I know. I mean, you got wrist locks, ankle locks, but it's all legal. Right. That's my where I go is there's no cheap shot in life. It's legal. So yeah. it's all legal. And so I think back to this thing called a TP which is where you're in your closed guard and you put both of your hands behind their back and under your legs and grab them together and that just makes it all tighter and you move your legs to a certain spot where it'll crush your ribs really hard mm-hmm. and so I, I lock this up so as soon as he resets us and starts us off I grab those grips 
to start TPing, and I always listen for a noise. When something hurts, people make noises. And so as soon as, soon as I start pressuring, he's like, Ugh, and you know, so I, I hear that, and I'm like, all right, I can tap this guy with the TP if I, I mean, if I can hold on to it. If I have enough like strength, if yeah. I have enough strength, it's not even, it's, well, it's locked in. It's if you have enough strength. So I'm in, and this was like my longest submission. This was like a 15-second submission. Like, it took time. And so eventually he tapped, whatever. I get through that match. Right after that match, this other guy, he's like, the ref's like, all right, we're moving you down to mat two. So I move down to mat two. I start this match, and this guy's bigger than me, stronger than me. He's got, he's tatted up, you know, whatever. So I end up going out here, and this guy, I end up in his guard. I flip him to mount. Um, and then he, he flips me out, and I end up going, like, searching for ankle locks. And so I ended up. He locked up an ankle lock on me, so I pressured in whatever. Got the ankle lock set, and I, I beat this guy with an ankle lock. And, I mean, he's 25 to 30 years old getting beat by a teenager, which I can imagine how that feels for him. Right. Um, you got to feel like some kind of pussy. After yeah, so, I, so they actually gave me a break between the first one and the second one. It was like a three-minute break. And then um, so as soon as I get off the mat for that one, I go onto this mat with this wrestler. He is an eight-year state-placing wrestler. I mean, he is... I think he was 20 years old. I mean, he is, uh, he was a good wrestler. Yeah. So basically it was uh, a position controlled fight the whole time for full, five straight minutes. I ended up losing on points because he got takedown because he's a wrestler. That's just how that kind of stuff works. Um, so I lost that one. And as soon as I get off the mat, this lady tells me you're going to the next mat over and you're going to wrestle this other kid. And this other kid's my age. Um, he's a little shorter, stockier. I mean, he can put more muscle because he's shorter, sure. more weight yeah. to, more weight to have. And so this is a strong kid, and I end up. Um, I asked her. I was like, "Can I get a couple minutes just to chill out? Like, cause I mean, like I'm dying here, full five minutes of fighting." And she was like, "Yeah, I'll give you sixty seconds." I'm like, "For real? Jesus like sixty Christ. seconds? I mean, that's when you, nothing. When you're pumped up. Sixty seconds is nothing. Yeah, so no, I hop that's on the mat. So I lost the I lost the match against the wrestler's points, and then I come back, and um, I lose to this other kid, which I've already beat this kid today in a different division. Like, this kid is not better than me. I am just out of gas like I have yeah. nothing like, kind of chance to, like, no and that's what it's it's all about stamina that's why wrestlers can do so good in jiu-jitsu because that stamina is built through conditioning right. that's what and, you do in wrestling yeah so I ended up losing so I'm two for two there but moral of the story uh, I'm fucking tired <laughs> I get in the car like what after every you can after every one of these I forgot people, this came from the relationship yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was a ramble that was a ramble but I got a question now. Going from that, I've seen Braxton before and after jujitsu, and he has jujitsu is his getaway. It's his escape. Yes. So Cody and Caden, what do you guys do for yourself? Like, what's one thing that you've done for yourself to make you happy, or just like what do you guys do for yourself? Okay. I, I can I can start on that. I bought all the shit for this podcast because I found myself in a place where I felt like really far away from my friends. I felt like it was always like go party or don't do shit. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. like either get drunk or grape grape in Kansas. Yeah, literally. And like I kind of like I was talking to Braxton about it before I even bought this shit, but like I I kind of knew that it would give us a chance to sit down, have a conversation because I feel like that's something that no one ever does anymore. At yeah. Least in like our friend group, like we we never sit down and just talk. That is so because true. Because it's it's like boring or whatever. But mm-hmm. like, 
I, I knew, like, get a recording device, get some mics in front of us, and we'll sit there and have a conversation for fucking damn near two hours. That's, yeah, that's great. That's awesome. And it worked. Yeah, it works. Like, so I'm well. having so much fun, and all we're doing is talking. Literally. Yeah. Talking. See, I, I kind of knew that it would, like, give us that chance to, like, already reconnect, connect. kind of. Yeah, to connect with each other and, like, like, give us, like, something that's bigger than all of us to kind of, like, move up towards. Yeah. Like, it's my podcast, but, like, I want, I want it to be, like, our podcast. Okay, so I just got a, a message on Messenger I'm going to share with you guys. I'll wait till this is wrapped up. Okay, so we're in, uh, we're sitting here talking to the podcast. I just got this message. So it is from a guy on Messenger. It says, Hey Lamar, how's it going? Or, Hey, it says, Hey Lamar, how's it going, bro? I don't know if you're looking for any. Oh, I lied. This was from Nick. Okay, I thought this was, I thought his name was Lamar. So this is me, uh, Nick putting me and this guy in a group chat. Um, Hold on, I gotta stop you. I'm so sorry for this. I don't know how to say this, but I just figured out, not Hallie, but someone very close to me is pregnant. Very close to me is pregnant. And I'm going to assume that is, it is with her ex that has abused, cheated, gave her anxiety. She's on medicine because of this ex. And she is now pregnant. I'm so sorry. I'm I'm sorry to interrupt you, but this is this is something I kind of want to talk about. Go for it. Yeah, you go. You go on. You go off. Let me cut this off real quick. This was just a message. It was a mistake, but we will get back to this when he answers. Okay. Yeah, I just I just got. I just got a call. She's pregnant, and. Sex is such a, like, it's so much bigger than anyone thinks. That is so fast. There is so much risk in sex. Like, could you imagine getting your girlfriend pregnant? No, your whole life is changed completely. No, and, like, also, also on that topic, you could be having sex and then all of a sudden have a, like, get a deadly disease that could that yeah. that is almost sure to kill you at some that point. That there's no cure to. Yeah, literally. And then you're gonna want to get married someday, and you're gonna have to be like, oh yeah, by the way, I have fucking herpes. Yeah. Or no, no girl is gonna want to marry you. That is. Sex is, it's so slept on. It's so much. Bigger. It's so much yes. bigger than people think it is. Not that it's an issue, but it is. I think it's something that people need to be more prepared for than people are with me. And it. Situation like that where you're now bound to somebody that is completely unhealthy for you. Completely. That is, that's the big the, thing that comes with having sex. That also leads into a topic. Uh, when do you know how to give up on something, or like when do you know okay, to give up on? Something? I'm also gonna go from here because this person is very close. I've seen the whole thing start to beginning. He has cheated on her. Countless times. I mean, countless. Over that's, that's 15 right. times. That alone is so detrimental to somebody's mental health. But yes, she, was, she has been with him, and he has been there for her for so long that she could not leave him. Like, because she was his, or he was her only friend. Like, their whole life was each other. 
And he just, she could not leave him. And, I mean, I've seen it. He has physically abused her. He has mentally abused her so bad. She is on medicine for her anxiety. There will be times in the day where she will call me bawling, crying, like, oh, my God, Colton, like, I'm about to kill myself. I need help, like, desperately. Fuck. It it comes into a point where it's like you still love that person, but you don't, like, you can't just call the cops on them and have an arrest. Like, you love that person. Like, you can't just do that to them. But at the same time, it needs to be done. People can get trapped in that very easily. Yeah. I have people that I know that get trapped inside of relationships very, very similar where beatings have happened and stuff like that. And it's hard to hard to talk to somebody about something like that whenever you love them and like they've been there for you and they're one of the only people that have been there for you and it's hard to know the right thing to say it's like it's so hard to know the right thing to tell the person not only that but like coming to the realization that you need to let go of that relationship that's the hardest part i feel like you gotta have a backbone you gotta be like okay enough is enough yeah listen to your mind over your heart you have to know what's right over what feels right. Yeah. And that is the, one of the most impossible things to do as a human being. We're so emotion-driven as humans and, like, feeling-driven. Like, if, if a person or a thing gives me this feeling, that's why so many people are, like, addicted to drugs, like, hard drugs. Because this thing gives me this feeling, so why would I run away from it? Even though, like, and it would hurt to run away from that, I just don't want to deal with it. It's so hard to see that point that it's like, okay, I need to do better for myself. I need to put myself in a better position. I'm going to go a little bit off-topic here. Because I know your opinions may be a little bit different from mine. Um, and I know you've already talked about this, but abortion. If if someone in a, is in an abusive relationship that they don't want anymore, and they finally ended things, but now figured out that they are pregnant with that person, how do you guys feel about the abortion? Okay, so I'll start with this, because I'm very, I'm, very, like, I'm very picky with abortion. I... I actually talked to my grandpa before he died about the whole abortion thing. And I kind of, I'm kind of like on the same boat that he's with. It's just like, if it's a bad situation, if you're raped, if you're like stuff like that. I just, but at the same time, like we were back, we were just talking about how sex is a big deal. And like, if you get pregnant, like that's a choice that you made. And some people don't think about that. It's a consequence. Some people Mm -hmm. don't think about that choice before they get into it. And I just feel like if you decided to make that choice, then that's, I mean, that's, that, that's the consequence. There's, there is a consequence or there's a reaction to every, you're smarter than I am. There's a, yes. So this is where my opinion extremely differentiates from your guys' opinion. But let me, I'm going to finish real quick. So in that situation, I feel like down to a point, it was a decision, but she was trapped. I feel like that there's courses that can be taken to where the abortion doesn't have to take place. She could take it and put it into foster care. She could take it and get Not only that, you can make sure the, the father, yeah, like you were about to say, I think, and um, the father would him. be a part of the life of the kid. It's still his kid, but I have to side on Braxton. Like, a lot of what he was saying there, it's like, at some point, even if you're trapped in that relationship, you are making a decision. If you weren't, like, raped, you're still making a choice to do that with that person. And if at any point, like you say, you say no to what that person wants to do, 
and they like that's the part that you're forced into, then absolutely that's rape. I don't give a shit if you're in a relationship. If somebody says no to you and you still do it, that's, that's not okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's that's assault. That's rape. That's all of the above. It's yeah. the same thing as if you weren't dating or married or whatever the fuck it was. The, this is where my opinion is different because if you're like if you're too young to support a kid like financially emotionally and like if you don't have your partner there to help you out i've almost feel like putting them up for adoption would be worse because what happens when they get adopted by a family that abuses them or something or even or even if they get adopted by a great family with lots of money but just one day no matter how much money they have they're going to be like was i really such a piece of shit that my parents gave me away like what did i do that made them not want me here's the part you have to think about is like so my my sister and my brother were adopted and i mean it's kind of a confusing situation but i just feel like Back to the ego thing where, like, you're always going to pick yourself over somebody else. It's like you wouldn't you wouldn't be here to think about that if they would have had an abortion. But is that better or worse is usually what that conversation comes down to. And that's – to me, I'm, I'm weirdly pro-life. Like, I – it's so – like, it's so odd. Like, friends go coon bashing and stuff. I can't stand it. I, I can't stand to chase, chase an animal down and just beat it to death. Like, I – I'm so weirdly pro-life that it's, it's, it's weird. Like, it's... I'm in that same boat. It's a problem. I mean, like, killing an animal for no reason does, like, it's a, it's like a shitty thing to do. I was kind of, like, I've, I've been for those trips, you know, like, and I was kind of there just for, like, hanging out. Yeah, just to hang out, but I've never done that. But, like... I think that's, that's fine, you know, to each their own. And I just want to say, like, my uh, overall opinion on abortion is, like, it's an unsolvable equation because we just got to the bottom of that conversation that every conversation about abortion comes down to whether they want to admit it or not it's whether it's better for the kid to live and have those questions about their lives and be put through those things or if it was better to just not have put it in the world at all and so that's where why why i brought up pro-life is i always feel like that it comes down to when you're 16 17 years old like at that, so if your parents are divorced, this was a, a battle that we had. Um, my my parents were always fighting over whose time it was on. Like if I wanted to go on vacation with my dad, but it was on my mom's time because like I was supposed to be with my mom that week. Right. My mom would be like, "Can't go, it's on my time." Or my dad would be like, "You can't go, it's on my time." So when when does it come to a point when it's no longer their time, it becomes your time? And I feel like that's that's something that you shouldn't be able to take away from a kid, like. I don't think that you should be able to make the decision for them to not have with who they want to be with or or just in general. Yeah, in I feel that 100%. Because yeah. I feel like if obviously you have to make a decision for a baby, like what if it eats or if it drinks warm milk, cold milk, you have to make decisions for an infant, like that's how they are. But I feel like whether you kill them or let them live is not I don't think anybody should be able to make that decision in some other nature. I feel like that's a Mother Nature's job. I mean, that's. And when, when does I, it? I it feel like right? everything happens for a reason, you know. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. So like, I feel like somewhere down the line, that, this, that it's somehow everything is gonna help you in the long run. 
and it might not seem like that at first, but it somehow somewhere down the line, it there it always like things always end up relating to each other, and everything like just all ends up falling into like the same circle kind of thing. See, I've thought about that before. Like I feel, and I'm, I'm not I'm arguing. Such a I'm huge just I'm genuinely in asking you guys this question. If everything happens for a reason, then um, explain to me. And like I said, I'm just asking people that take their own life. What? Where's the destiny there? Yeah. Like, what? What good does that bring anyone? It doesn't. It doesn't. See, I, think, I don't think it brings good. But I don't. I don't even believe in that. Like personally, I don't have like like a set belief system on anything. I think it's like situational for me. But like, yeah. I think the the theory behind that for somebody that did believe in that exclusively would be that person doing that was what they had to do. Like, they had to make that choice to feel that control for themselves and that someone else in their life had to feel that hurt from losing them that way to change and live their life the way that they were, quote-unquote, supposed to. And I don't know if everybody understands this, <clears throat> but losing somebody naturally and losing somebody to suicide is a big difference. Oh, it's huge. Yeah, it's, it is. It, it's a completely different morning situation. It's completely different. It but is. back to what Hoffy was saying, um, as you guys know, my dad is a huge Christian and drove this particularly into my brain. It's a Bible verse, Hebrews twelve eleven. Um, I looked it up so I wouldn't butcher it, but I can't even find it. Oh, okay, so it says, No discipline seems pleasant at the time, but rather painful. But later on, however, it produces a harvest of, a harvestness of righteousness and peace for those who have been trained by it. Basically saying people that have been punished correctly or by your parents have been disciplined. It doesn't seem good at the time. Like, you get grounded. Yeah. It doesn't, like, why are they doing this to me? I didn't even do anything, like, that bad. But nothing seems pleasant right now, but later on, you will see the benefit of it. And my, I, I seen this a lot in my life when my mom was, like, I, like when I was 14, 15 years old, I always want to buy stupid stuff with the money that I had. And she was like, you're going to regret that. She was like, I'm not going to let you spend it because you're going to regret that. And that happened so many times until I would just pressure her into letting me buy something that I wanted. And now it's sitting in that closet or it's sitting somewhere yeah. and I don't ever look at it. And that's a, that, I mean, that's in my life where it didn't seem pleasant when she, when she would tell me yeah. that, but now like I know like it, it better help me budget for stuff. Like not, not to buy everything that you see that looks cool. Yeah. And I feel so like, like, I feel like that goes back to like not spoiling your kids. Yeah, like yeah, that yeah, is a yeah. great life lesson right there. Just because you want it doesn't mean you should get it because you need it need it yes anything that's like instantly like boom i feel great like this is amazing like like i feel like the greatest well this is another fucking cheesy ass like catchphrase that everyone says but like the best things you have to wait for yeah and like i think i think that resonates for everything like you have to you have to wait for everything Talk about I'm going to use me and Braxton as an example because this is just like an easy, quick little thing. But back in like what? Freshman year of middle school? Airsoft guns. Oh, hell yeah. I spent <laughs> not my money, my parents' money, pro- thousands of dollars on airsoft guns. And I talked him into getting an airsoft gun. This little fucker right here. And, it, and he did. And it was fun you, for you what? Had, it was fun for what? A month? Two months? Two months? We had a ton of fun. We had stupid amounts of fun. Yeah, it was great. It was awesome. 
But then two months later, they got put in the garage put or your closet. closet. Yeah. yeah and, it's, you and they're forgotten about. Yeah. And it's, yeah. I mean, so thousands of dollars for, for a month. Of yeah. Yeah. And that's why um, I've been wanting to plan a camping trip where we can just go and, I mean, no money, no, we have food and we have ourselves. I mean, we, I feel like it would be great spiritually being able to explore ourselves without phones. Survival of the fittest. Survival of the fittest. Not Damn. <laughs> okay. Whoa. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I Not that far. It'd be good for us to be able to explore without. I mean, there's no, there's no way to get that instant gratification. That is, that instant gratification will be climbing to the top of a hill and seeing the sight. It'll be nature. Which yeah. I also feel like goes back to not spoiling your kids once again, because you buying them everything, that's instant gratification. But if you make them work for that. They will like learn that the the journey to get to the destination is worth more than the destination itself. Mm-hmm. So, with what you were saying, they say it's harder it's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. If you raise your kids like that, where you're raising them, they get whatever they want, and then boom, they turn eighteen and they have to do everything on their own. It's gonna be hard to teach them that you're gonna have to work for that stuff. Yeah. Because oh, yeah. it's they, it's been given to them the whole time. It's hard to teach an old dog new tricks. Yeah. That's you can't you can't teach a dying dog how to sit. I mean, you can, but it's gonna be a lot more teaching a puppy. Yeah, a puppy is new. It's just popped out. It's new. It doesn't know what's going on. It's so trying it's to learn new it's things. Going to listen, it's going yeah. to try. We have it's went so many ways with this podcast. Yeah. We have been everywhere. It all connects. It all connects. It really does. So I'm going to go back to the message I was talking about earlier. So my jiu-jitsu trainer, Nick, had talked to me today about a podcast that he was on. And um, he just put me into a group chat with um, a guy that owns a podcast. Um, and his message was, hey, Lamar, how's it going, bro? I don't know if you're looking for anyone else to be on the show. But I've added my guy Braxton to this conversation. He's a 17-year-old white belt who's been kind of terrorizing the adults' divisions in, in competition lately. He has a pretty cool story if you would be interested. He responded and said, sure, I'm always looking for new guests. So in the near future, I will be on that podcast with Lamar. It's Talk Jets podcast on Spotify. I'll send it to all you guys when the episode comes out. Kendrick Lamar? Yeah. No, Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> Lamar is, I believe, a purple belt from... No, brown belt from somewhere northern. Pretty cool guy. I listen to the podcast with him and Nick. It'll be cool. It'll be a cool experience. Sounds like a good opportunity. Yeah, it'd be a cool experience. Hell yeah. Give so Cody out. some shout out. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stuck on stupid. It's all about uh, just sharing your story, and I feel like stories are important no matter what you're in, jiu-jitsu, football, everything. Your story of life is yours, and that is the one thing that is yours. It's not mm-hmm. only the part of you that's unique, but it's a part of you that some people might relate to, and like they can see how you look at things and kind of. You can inspire people. Yeah. And that's something that can never be stolen. Yeah. It's not physical. It's not a physical object. You are you. Making memories is the number one priority right now in my life. Making memories. This memory right now. Going on a camping trip. Dude, yes. I I like I have felt that so much now, like more lately. Like, I've just been trying to just have a good time. Enjoy the moment. Enjoy life. Like, you guys, um, obviously, 
you're like a year younger than me, which is not much. Going into yeah. like junior year to senior year, mm-hmm. everybody has that transition. It was like junior year summer for me. I got like really stressed out, but I got really obsessed with like having a good time all the time. All yeah. Like, oh, like, yeah. I want to like, bond with these people. I want to like get to know everybody. I want to have the experiences that I feel like I might have missed out on. I want to plan big things. Like that's when your brain kind of goes into like, holy shit, like I'm about to be alive. Yeah, and to that, I feel like you got to live life to the fullest you can possibly. I mean, I I have memories from freshman year that literally feel like they were a week ago. We've been, we have been through four years of high school, and it was a blink of the eye. Like, time is nothing anyone can buy. Get back. Oh, dude, the time topic can get deep. Steve Miller Band has a song. I don't know what the name is. Oh, fly like an eagle, or soar like an eagle, something like that. And he, he, he says in that song, he says, time keeps on slipping into the future. And that's, I always get, okay, so I did talk to my mom about this. I, I get terrified of time. You can't it, it is scary. Time is the most terrifying thing in my life. Yes. In the most recent couple months. It's just been like, um, time is scary. You can't buy time. There's nothing. Once you, once you blink for that second, you can't go back and open your eyes. Yeah, it's gone. And I just feel like, um, like I get up, I go to school, I go to work, and it, it all happens like that. Like, I'll, I'll text you guys tomorrow. Um, I'll remind you guys, I'll text you tomorrow after we get out of school. And I'm going to be like, look how fast that went by. And there will have been 12 hours that went by like nothing. That'll feel like 10 seconds. And it, you'll be like, damn, I remember that last night. And you're going to be like, we won't get that day back. Ever. Yeah, no. I saw it. Sorry, I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of jump in here, but I saw this TikTok. It was like a couple weeks ago or something like that. It's this guy in his car and he's crying, and I I, I bet you guys have seen it. It was like a pretty good message, but he was uh, he said I'll keep it short, but he said he went into work and like he was having a fight with his wife before he left, and like all of his friends were like, or this one guy walks up to him, he's like, hey man, what's wrong? Like you're usually like happy and like a chipper person, like what's going on? And this guy's like, nah, it's just like a problem with my wife, you know, like. I told her, I kind of walked away from her, told her we'd talk about it when I got home. And the guy's like, who told you that? Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what What are you talking about? And the guy's like, who told you that? He's like, told me what? And he's like, that you're going to get home. Yes, I've heard and this. Like, that shit just oh, yeah, like, God. Like, goosebumps when I saw it. It's like, like, no, like, there is no tomorrow, no next hour. Nothing no, is guaranteed. Nothing is promised. And, like, that's kind of what the guy said. He's like. Like, that's the message of that. Like, who told you that you're going to be able to go home? Like, when we all leave here, right. yeah. you're going to be able to make there, it to Who says I'm not going to die on the way home? There's always that mm-hmm. somebody out there that can take that from you. Yeah. That can, like, that, that can, just because you cut him off, he can decide this guy's not going to go home die. Not there's, even that. A fucking deer could decide yes, that yeah. shit. Or like, yeah. Like, a pothole in the road. Yeah, something happens and you don't make it home. Shit or some freak is, ass accident. And I, I changed how I treated my relationships after that. I changed how I talked to my friends, my family. Like I always say, I love you now. Like that's something that I've like. You never leave without saying I love you. Yeah, like that's something that I've like really started doing. Like I always say I love you before I leave. I try to never like I try not to go to bed on bad terms. Like in my relationships. I'm gonna pop out. I gotta go use restroom. Flip that switch. I did. Um, I'm gonna yeah, pop I out too. Like, I gotta go home. So I'm getting in trouble. Bullshit. Here, stick around for a second. The moral of the, the story is um, just make sure you hold on to every second you have. Love the people you have while you have a chance to love them. And, and just make sure you value every second you have. 
I kind of hate to leave the podcast on such a yes, note, yes. That's that's an important message, and I think that like after listening to all of this, you can take that home, and that's something that you can ponder, and maybe we'll get back into it next time. But I appreciate you guys for coming on the Stuck on Stupid podcast. It Thank you, of course, bro. Us. This was awesome. I'm excited we'll be back to on in minimum two days. Yeah, I, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. That's what uh, I'm yeah. saying. Uh, just for some insight, uh, like I I got all this stuff, and I kind of wanted to do the um the podcasting like i said before just to like reconnect with my friends and i was really nervous that i wouldn't have anybody to do it with but it really seems like we're all grabbing onto it and like getting that connection and we're getting excited about it and i feel like we're a lot closer friends than we think we are no and walking out of this house we're going to be closer than we were walking oh out. yeah I yeah like, i feel like being on here makes a more professional environment and we can more easily put aside differences without joking without, without and being yeah, like, you don't harassing each other yeah yeah let them talk and that's that's what we're here for. because when was mm-hmm. the last time that all of us sat in a room for two hours never and, never and, no, never. and, no, and not told one another to shut the fuck up never <laughs> yeah no never never take 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 a, take a chance to recognize hoppy how many times have you checked your phone since we started recording once to see if my mom texted me like five minutes ago. One time, if we didn't have this shit, <laughs> what do you have checked it? Probably, dude, I'd be on Instagram Reels right now, bro. <laughs> nah, bro. All right, golf clash, golf clash. Hella, hella. I would have just been on my phone the whole time, exactly. just sitting there not saying anything. Same with myself. And I feel like there was some situations where we were forced to be into it. Yeah, oh, like yeah. the whole girlfriend conversation. That's I, I did not want to get involved. I did not want to do that either. And that's, I that's didn't. Why it's good to have, to have other people to talk to and kind of bring you into that. And I liked having them there. That was that was nice. Like it was scary. The suggestions were fucking amazing. Shout out Allie and Hallie for that. That was Allie and Hallie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a good time. That was that was really fun, guys. We'll definitely. I mean, like I said, I have like six friends, so you'll see these guys on again. every motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyways, that was it for the stuck on stupid. Wait, 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 wait. And if you made it this far, uh, just so you know, uh, fuck Carter Young. Nah, if you made it this far, <laughs> text me and tell me stuck on stupid, and I'll give you twenty bucks. Oh shit. Hey, cash app, PayPal. <laughs> Anything, cash, cash app, PayPal. Have a great day or night.